0: White Cloud, feed to the right, back in front. White Cloud scores! White Cloud bearing down on the goal, straight down the middle, went to the outside right for Stone. Stone tapped it right back to White Cloud. The righty rips it home. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Michael, nine seconds through the left circle. Number nine closing in. He scores! It's an overtime winner. Jack Eichel, 2-1 Golden Knights with six seconds to go. From the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com, with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
1: Looking forward to it at the Honda Center. I'm Darren Millard, uh, looking uh, at the ice surface that will be covered with the battle between the Anaheim Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights uh, tonight. Uh, Ryan Wallace on the VGK Insider Show, out and about in the Las Vegas Valley
2: parkway tavern inside the district plenty of time to get down here i'm going to be here all night that's pre-game intermission post-game show uh, you could even call me from inside parkway tavern on the postgame show that would be pretty fun a uh, little inception there but uh, listen drink specials all evening long for the hockey game uh, you've got happy hour which is going until six o'clock so get down here plenty of, of opportunity and plenty of tvs so you can watch the game among friends
1: First against worst in the Pacific Division tonight as we bring you the Vegas Golden Knights against the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks, one of a couple of teams in the National Hockey League that don't have double digits in victories so far. And Vegas is knocking on the door of win number 25 against Mm -hmm. 12 losses and one OT. Uh, We have a a battle that's very lopsided over history and the current standings uh, in the National Hockey League. But this one is expected to be a battle because of the injuries that Vegas has undergone and uh, experienced lately. The latest being Alec Martinez, the third of the six starting defensemen that will not play tonight.
2: Yeah, again, not ideal, obviously, for the Vegas Golden Knights to be down uh, yet another defenseman. You're already down Zach Whitecloud. You're already down... Shea Theodore, you add Alec Martinez to the mix, and all of a sudden you've got uh, half your, your defense. It, it, what you'd have in the lineup if, if everyone was healthy, um, you're missing half your defense. So for the Golden Knights, it's not isolated to, to those uh, particular players. You're, you're missing players up front as well. But Alec Martinez is, is such a glue guy and does so many little things well that it's going to be hard to, to kind of you know keep up with the absence of a player like that.
1: Maybe we just have to turn the calendar. Like, get rid of. Like, 21-22 was a nightmare, right? All right. So we turn the calendar. We're a couple of days away from just flipping this thing over and 2023 is is brand new there's no carryover or anything uh it's just a a fresh start and guys start coming back we just got to get through the next couple of games there's two more games left uh before 2023 tonight in anaheim and then new year's eve day uh up against the nashville predators get through that and then we're good
2: ideally like yeah. I, I'd love to say definitively that that is the case, but i I, I don't even know I, I, listen what Vegas went through last season with injuries was absolutely ridiculous to have a stretch like what the Golden Knights are dealing with right now on the heels of that season just seems cruel. It, it just does like again i I don't know when players are going to get back. I don't know that there are firm timelines. That are out there, but, you know, for this Golden Knights team, it, it's going to be another war of attrition to find ways to pick up victories with Can, regulars out of the lineup.
1: I'm, I'm going to throw this out. I mean, you may totally disagree with me, and that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as dire as last year. I know that Jack's the best player. Yeah, I know that Jonathan Marchessault is your top power play guy. I know that Paul Cotter has burst onto the scene with all the shootout moves, and Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez and Zach Whitecloud are part of your six. And Brett Howden uh, is is your is your uh, third line center, fourth line center, uh, whichever way you want to ca- categorize it. I, I know that those are really important players, but it doesn't feel as bad as last year. Why? is
2: that and do you agree um to a degree i I think it, it it doesn't feel as dire and and part of that to me is because it feels like these players are on a timeline and when they get back the hope is that they're back and and you know for for mark stone all season last year um You you never really knew how long he was going to be in the lineup, if he was going to be hampered and and all that. With Max Pacioretty, it was more in and out, in and out, in and out. And there was a second wave of injuries. Right now for the Golden Knights, it's just hit after hit after hit. But I I think the argument that can be made here is that you feel better about where your organizational depth is with the emergence of Will Carrier earlier this season putting the puck in the back of the net, uh, with the Misfits playing better uh, in terms of William Carlson being a bit more productive to this point in the season. That being said, I think for Vegas, it's a moment where you've got to start getting a little bit healthier soon because while it may not feel as dire now, if you start to bleed into 12, 15, 20, 30 games without the likes of Jack Eichel, with, without certain players in your lineup, then I think that's where you start to have a little bit of a breakdown. There's nobody that's really like,
1: nobody's gone for the year, so let's start there and work yeah. our way back. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, longer term, you've got month to month. Zach Whitecloud uh, will not be in the lineup, and then everything else gets a uh, week to weekish or better. Uh, Shea Theodore is uh, on the higher end of those that uh, we expect back uh, on a, a sooner uh, than later basis, and the other guys. Uh, are, are forwards and uh, is Paul Cotter going to be back? Uh, I, I got that impression in, in hearing Bu- Bu- Bruce Cassidy uh, the other day. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault is on this trip. Uh, that's good. Uh, Jack Eichel, I have not got the impression that he's around the corner but uh, I don't also believe that, uh, that it's going to be an extended absence beyond what we're dealing with right now. So you put those together, and that's uh, I, I see a, a, a real good bit of runway uh, a- ahead of us of starting to turn that corner and welcome people back. And and maybe it's because the goaltending's been unaffected by this, mm-hmm. whereas last year it was. Uh, a moving target about who is going to be ready, who is going to be out there for the for the morning skates, who is going to be out there for practice, uh, mending and and minding uh, bumps and bruises uh, with the goaltenders. Uh, that. And that's such a, a huge position uh, in, in our sport uh, that uh, it seemed to take up a lot of energy and oxygen. Uh, maybe that's why I consider... And, and the captain also, right? Uh, yeah. The captain uh, being being available makes, uh, makes a, a huge difference. But even with Eichel, I'm surprised that I say this, yeah. but even with Eichel out, it doesn't feel as bad.
2: Well, I... I think that there's maybe even something to be said for the way the Golden Knights are defending as a team. You mentioned goalies being, you know, maybe not affected by this. And and you've got Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill, and they're healthy and, and knock on wood, it stays that way. And they've been really good for the Golden Knights all season long. But I also would make the argument that, especially of late, maybe the last six to seven, seven to eight games, the Golden Knights' commitment to playing the way Bruce Cassidy wants them to play, limiting offensive chances against limiting transition chances against uh, really limiting high danger chances against I think the Golden Knights have been much better this season than they were really at any point last year maybe that's a product of of a new system I I would argue yes but it's also a product of of the 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 time that Jake LeCision Jonas Ronbierg spent in the National Hockey League last year that I I think has made them more responsible players at this level
1: yeah I'm uh, I'm right on board uh, with that analysis. I think it uh, it makes a, a lot of sense. Um, Jack Eichel wasn't around last year to even expect to be back for the longest uh, period of time. At mm-hmm. this point, uh, like he, he was still in the rehab process. So uh, the, having him out and expecting him back on, on a shorter term uh, gives you a little bit of optimism. And the way that the, the Stevenson and Stone have played. Like the, you didn't have that type of run last year by any particular line. Even when the Misfits were were going earlier this year, uh, at no point was anybody just flat out carrying the team. Um, outside of that, remember that stretch where we had the money line like four games. Uh, <laughs> we we named that on that Boston road trip or, oh, where 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 they yeah. were, and uh, and it was it was a great name. And uh, I I put it on the players for that not working. Because that was a really good name that Darren oh, sure. Elliott and I yeah. came up with, uh, but Blame but that was players. that that was a, a a shorter stretch. There's been there's been longer uh, examples of being able to lean on. High-level talent and the indication that that is maintainable, which we've seen from Mark Stone having a career year, Chandler Stevenson following up a career year with another career year, uh, Jack Eichel was having a career year uh, before he got hurt. Jonathan Marchessault is uh, is uh, right on pace with establishing uh, his best goal-scoring year. Uh, Riley Smith is is doing the same thing. Will Carrier is uh, is on fire right now. There's a, there's a lot of that happening, so even even with the injuries, uh, there's so much goodness that it it doesn't make it okay, but it distracts you enough.
2: Yeah, I, I get your point. I, the, the 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 only thing that I will say is that I, I do think you have to. At some point here soon, turn the corner and yes. get a yeah. couple of players back. Like that's that. what I'm
1: talking. we got to get through the next two games, yeah. and then 2023, there, there better be guys coming back to, to give everybody an opportunity to pace themselves a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, 100%. And, and that's really the big thing for me is that – Maybe right now it doesn't feel as dire. It doesn't feel like last year. But the, the longer this goes on without key players in the lineup, I think the more you're asking everyone else to overextend, and then we get into dangerous territory. For the Golden Knights, turning a corner, getting a little bit healthier, that's going to be the most important thing in the back half.
1: Bruce Cassidy from this morning coming up ahead of the Anaheim Ducks against the Vegas Golden Knights. But first, we rate last night's action.
0: Welcome to my latest experiment. this is a big one the one I've been waiting for all my life uh, well it's a Delorean right with me, Marty. You all then. your questions will be answered Roll yeah. tape roll it Chapman well I don't I don't think they played a particularly bad game I thought they played pretty good. I just think the Felix Copley made a, maybe maybe made a, a one more save in the third period than, um than than Logan Thompson did It was kind of a goofy play that that resulted in the winning goal for the Kings. I'm going to go with the Trans Am. I I think, considering the circumstances, right? You can only fly in the day of the game. It's a late start. It's a seven thirty. It kind of throws you out of your routine a little bit. Look, I'm I'm going to buy into that, and I'm going to say that that played a factor. So I'm going to give it a Trans Am. I think a four out of five, even though they lost.
1: Phoenix Copley seven and one this year since coming up uh, when Cal Peterson was uh, was sent down following. The nine-eight game that LA played against the Seattle Kraken. Seven and one. He has single-handedly saved their season from a goaltending standpoint. A Transam is in the books. So what do you say, Wallace?
2: Yeah, it's the same for me. Transam. I didn't dislike the way the Golden Knights played last night. You get one or two of those pucks, those chances to go, and, and it's uh you get points out of the game. And I know that a lot of people I probably don't like that line of thinking, but process-wise, I thought the Golden Knights played a really smart road game. Um, and, you know, the fact of the matter is it's a broken play that leads to the only real rush chance of the night for the Los Angeles Kings, and, and that, uh, that gives you an idea of how well the Golden Knights played defensively. So it, it's four out of five for me. You wow. want to bury one of those chances for sure, but I like the way that they played.
1: Eight out of ten combined scores from Chapman and Wallace. Uh, Millard's the Grinch on this one. Going with Homer, uh, oh, wow. three out of five. I, I loved the game. I loved uh, the way they played. I loved their dedication to their defensive side of the game. And I thought that they should have, could have won the game in the third period when it hung in the balance. Uh, both teams led. It was it was a really fun hockey game to watch. Uh, Why I give it a a Hummer instead of a Trans Am, like uh, Huey and Dewey, is simply because uh, another player lost to injury. It doesn't have any effect on the strategy or the performance of the team. It's just uh, the the bad luck, and I'm starting to penalize uh, and and take that into account with my game ratings, uh, due to the fact that, uh, that Alec Martinez left in that one. And they were down to four defensemen for a while. Yeah, when yep. Daniil Miramanov took the puck uh, in the face. And I, I, I've, I've got to do something to try and chase these bad vibes out of here. So I'm going to start uh, factoring it into my game rating. One thing I will say, uh, did you see uh, Mirmanov get up after he took that uh, attempted to dump in by the L.A. Kings uh, into the Chicklets? Yeah. Okay. What I loved about it is whether you're Finnish, whether you're Canadian... Whether you're from Russia, when somebody does something goofy like that, like dumps it in and there's a whole ring to dump it into Mm -hmm. and it hits you in the face from six feet away, everybody, doesn't matter what language you speak, what corner of the world you're you're from, you get up and you're pissed off and you're ticked off and you're wondering how the heck. Does that happen? I love that reaction from Danilo Miramanov. (laughs) And he is the nicest guy. Uh, Daniil and I, uh, so you guys, remember last week when we had him on? Yeah. Uh, And and, and we reran that conversation. He was amazing. I got a chance to to spend some time with him the next day. And he said his mom was listening uh, to that. Oh, awesome. uh, from from Russia, so uh, uh, we were we were having a great talk about uh, about uh, mom and dad and, and parents and, and going through uh, different things uh, that how mom and dad uh, to help you and and we talk every day now. Every time we see each other, he comes <laughs> over and says hi and uh, oh, what's up and that kind of thing. Like he's yeah. the nicest dude, and he still got up, ticked off, and grabbed that towel and went straight down the uh, yeah. oh, the, yeah. the, the, the runway. So I thought that that was the international language of hockey.
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're, he, he, I would be, you would be, Chapman would be, everyone in that situation would be just angry at the fact that that just happened. Because there's
1: a whole rink. Yeah. You're, there's, there's 80 feet. The rink is 80 feet wide. And you put it into my chomps? Yep. Like, like, like I, I've got my, my beautiful teeth going here. Sure. And you put it into me? I'm, I'm sour about that.
2: Yeah. And what, what human being wouldn't be?
1: Uh, Bruce Cassidy spoke this morning uh, ahead of tonight's game against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, first and foremost, the update on Alec Martinez.
3: Uh, Marty's not here, so he's out tonight. Uh, he'll get reevaluated uh, when we get back to Vegas. Uh, so Hutton goes in, and that's it. That's the 20 healthy guys right now. He'll uh, start tonight, in that, and so go from there.
1: Alec Martinez uh, will not play. Uh, that is something that they had to endure. For a while last year, uh, he's, been, he's been in every game this time mm-hmm. around. I thought he was going to score last night. I really did. I so thought he was right. going to get his uh, his first of the year. But that's, that's 20 minutes plus a night out of your lineup. And a guy that can play both sides if you need him to. Uh, can be elevated. Hasn't played any power play time this year, but uh, we know how much he means to the penalty kill. Uh, I, for for somebody that doesn't have a goal, mm-hmm. this is a big loss to the Golden Knights.
2: I mean, it, again, it's it's how it, it's all in how you defend. It's all in the little things that Alec Martinez does. Obviously, the shot blocking that that's magnified, and you know, unfortunately, it's it's on on a play like that where Alec gets gets injured, but. You know, the fact of the matter is as we've seen from the golden knights like there's been extended periods of time with without key defensemen in the lineup and you've had a next man up mentality and you know the the, the good thing to me is that you've you've gotten great contributions from the likes of daniel mirmanov and, and recently Braden pahal who has a, a lot of bite and and a lot of that aggressive hard to play against attitude Uh, That you get from Alec Martinez time to time. It's not a one-for-one comparison or a swap, uh, but you're going to need somebody to step up and fill those minutes.
1: 132 blocks. Yeah. For Alec Martinez, the next closest is below triple figures. Yeah. That that's how effective he is, but. The more that you block, I guess, the more opportunity there is uh, for injury. And for him not to play, yeah. you know he's hurt, right? Because yeah. a couple of years ago in the playoffs, he, he had that broken foot. We, we didn't know about it. Uh, but but he played uh, with it, uh, got the uh, the injections, and and went out and played every game with it, and 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 was was marvelous. So uh, that's something that they're going to have to deal with uh, oh, after blocking that shot uh, last night. Uh, the good thing is they had some really good play out of a couple of guys recalled from the Henderson Silver Knights in Danilo Miramanov and Braden Pahal. Here's Butch Cassidy.
3: Well, I think we've seen. Everybody that's come in do a good job. I and mean, Manoff the offensive part of the game, has been good for him. You know, Defensively, as I said, we're still sorting through some things. I think Pahal's done a good job being hard. Uh, he's as advertised to me. What I was told, he was a, a pretty determined player in terms of separating people from the puck. Offensively, he'll make the plays that are in front of him. Uh, more of a PK guy than PP, and he's worked out very well for us. Huddy's been in and out. Uh, I think for him it's a good opportunity to what the establish an identity that he needs to bring to help the team win right when you know to me that's a simple puck moving but like miro you know be grow your defensive game be hard in certain areas so that um collectively as a group as a d core we can minimize the damage and i thought we did a good job with that last night i really did i thought defensively we played a pretty solid game you're never going to be perfect. Uh, discipline was good in terms of staying out of the box, so good enough defensively to win. Credit to those guys back there and Johnny for getting them to play, and now it's Huddy's opportunity to get back in. And um, So I don't know if it's one particular guy that steps up. It's just the group. You know, obviously, the guys that have been there and done it you need a little more out of Petro, and we've gotten that. Uh, Naber scores a goal last night, pitches in offensively. He's always going to give you his best, so I'm not worried about those guys. Um, you know, I think whoever's gone in there has done a pretty good job.
1: I don't know whether you can expect, and uh, I love hearing that from from Bruce Cassidy, can't expect anybody to to step in and fill a void. Not when you're missing seven regulars and, and half of your blue line again.
2: No, it's by committee. It's It's got to be by committee. And, you know, some nights uh, it's going to be Alex Petrangelo who's going to be asked to carry the mail. Some nights uh, you're going to need Braden McNabb to, to put in Six and a half, seven minutes on the penalty kill, and and be effective there. Some nights you're going to need Daniil Miramanov to, to chip in a couple of power play points. Like that's really what it's going to have to be for the Golden Knights. It's a by committee work through this stretch on the back end, and I, I think that what you've seen out of Miramanov and Pahal, uh, it gives you reason to be optimistic. Now for Ben Hutton is you know Bruce Cassidy just mentioned this is an opportunity. To get into the lineup and and to get into the lineup regularly, you've got to take advantage of that when you have it.
1: I had a chance to uh, catch up with Ben Hutton this morning just regarding going back in. And I was curious about uh, where he's at because there's... There's no doubt that uh, Bruce Cassidy acknowledged it uh, last night. Pahal's in because of some of the things that he's doing ahead of other people. Those other people are, are Ben Hutton. So you, you, you can't sugarcoat that. So, But Hutton does get his opportunity because of this uh, misfortune to Alec Martinez to play tonight. Where's When you've been passed over the last couple of games by somebody that's been recalled, that's a blow to your confidence. Yeah. How do you turn what uh, is a a delicate situation and uh, not a very happy situation and go back in and be at your best? And uh, he said, "One, he's got to keep things as simple as possible early tonight. And he's gonna, and he's gonna play with Braden Bahal That's the, the unique part. Is Bahal was in the lineup ahead of him, and now they're uh, now they're their D partners tonight. So keep it as simple as possible early. Yep. Try and build up some in-game confidence. If you don't have it right now, do it in-game. Which is another challenge." Because you don't want to be uh, out there uh, thinking too much, but you also got to get your feet underneath you. The part that I love, though, he said, I don't want to be a robot. And I hmm. thought that was great, too, because he recognizes that you just can't play it simply throwing the puck off the boards or the glass and getting it out and making the safest play as possible every time that you, that you have the puck. And not being a robot was the most uh, uh, optimistic thing that I heard from from Ben Hutton in that in that conversation. So there's a, he, he bounces things off his parents uh, they're good. Uh, we finished though by saying I, I asked him what do, what's your what's your good game tonight like if you walk away tonight and you go I that, that, that was a good game, game for me a, a real good step forward and he said two points for the team
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that's a, that's a no-brainer. Uh, one point for himself. That'd be great. A positive on the plus minus scale and 16 minutes of ice time. That, that would be the great line from Ben Hutton going back in the lineup tonight. Yeah. I don't know whether he gets 16 minutes, uh, when he's playing on that, that pairing with Brayden. So, uh, you're, you're, you're 5 six guys. It'll depend on power play and, and penalty killing. We know that, uh, that the likes of Alex Petrangelo and uh, Nick Haig are, are absorbing more minutes. Petro's played 27 plus uh, the last four games. That's what he's averaging. That's how much he's taken on. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I I love that that idea that he's not saying okay I need to score a goal. I need to be plus three. Like he's keeping it realistic. But 16 minutes, maybe a plus one, a point, and and a victory. And uh, I think that would uh, uh, be be really good for him.
2: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It's about providing the team with with positive minutes, right? Providing the team with um, a player you can you can trust in in certain situations. And you know, if, if Ben Hutton gets close to you know those numbers and where he you know where where he's at at the end of the game, then it usually it should mean that the Golden Knights played pretty well and, and probably got two points out of it.
1: Uh, So he goes in for Alec Martinez. Uh, That will be, from what I understand, about the only change tonight. We're not expecting anybody back in the lineup. So the lines uh, should remain status quo from 24 hours ago. Which means that third line, uh, the kids, uh, Dorofiev, uh, Rombierg Glissichan, will be together again. And last night was one of the top performances we've seen from that group. Back to Bruce Cassidy.
3: Yeah, you know they were they, they had the puck more, right? I mean, so f- for them right now, now they're they're a little harder on it. They're 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 supporting each other better, more connected in terms of coming through the neutral zone. I thought Pav played more of a man's game, so to speak, yesterday in terms of. Uh, you know being involved one-on-one body contact uh winning his puck battles you know took a pretty big hit from dowdy there that's a penalty a lot of nights but you know he got up and he survived it right so he probably realized hey you know i can i can compete at this level thought ronnie had a good look coming off the rush using his speed and his off wing there um so they were all just a little more involved offensively jake has a chance off the rush maybe he needs to take that inside a little more that's the next step for them is having the confidence to, to use their speed to to get inside more to, to create a little more of those opportunities closer to the net if that's what it takes for them to score so but much more involved in the game didn't seem to be in much trouble defensively. Um, that's what I saw.
1: Did, nobody was really in trouble defensively last night, which mm-hmm. tells you how connected they were. But uh, creating opportunities uh, off that rush and being engaged, uh, I thought it was great. And that play by Amadio to Lecician, imagine if that would have went in. What what it would have meant to, now Amadio had already scored, but mm-hmm. would have meant to both the Progress and development of Marmadio and uh, his um, uh, just growing uh, with this this top line, and then over the the uh, changeover of shifts, Lasissian coming on, and being able to to put it in the net. Uh, that one, that's one of those turning point. That didn't go in. I like the chance, but that was uh, that was an opportunity that you're thinking. Boy, how much does it impact those two players, which filters out through the team?
2: Yeah, I, listen, I. I look at, you know, the line of of LeCige and rombier as you just need one to go, right? And specifically when it comes to to maybe Jake and Jonas, because I feel like they've been so close. You start to get into a, uh, you know, maybe into a a negative thought uh, loop where you you just don't feel like it's ever going to come. Uh, If you get one to go for for either one of those players or both of those players, uh, I think that things change. The dynamics change a little bit more. They've been getting chances. Now it comes time to bury one. And if they do, then I think that that line can play to an identity and play to it well.
1: Dorofiev on the power play in that second unit on the uh, right side one-timer spot. I liked it. I liked it a ton. You guys know I have a special affection for one-time options (laughs) uh, and and being able to move that puck around. And you use the bumper, you throw it around, uh, and you can go uh, down the Royal Road, which is uh, across the hash marks uh, from circle to circle. Uh, That really opens up things for you especially it will open things up in the middle and allow more puck movement and if you've got a one-time option on both sides which they have on the top unit right now with Matteo and Riley Smith and on the second unit with Phil Kessel and Dorfeev, uh I, I, I was excited when, when he let that first period shot go uh, I raised my eyebrows and went, "Ooh, this this could be this could be really good." I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one one final one from Bruce Cassidy, and we'll go with uh, with the injuries and and how this collective, with now a a mix of players from the HSK, uh, being absorbed by the Bruce Cassidy Vegas School of the Knights, can do with all these injuries. How is the best way to help?
3: Well, we don't talk about who's not in the lineup. That's that's. I mean, I mean, I do now because you just asked me. Go, reminded me, so I have to. Um, but in general, it's more about okay, what, what the guy going in, what what can he do to help? You know, you're never going to re- like. I don't expect Hutton to go in to replace Theo. We didn't expect just be the best version of yourself, help the team win. And, and I think you, we do talk to other guys that they've been around a little bit. Okay, so it's you know we need a little more from you guys here for a stretch and and uh, without trying to do too much to put ourselves in a bad spot, right? You gotta stay in games when you don't have difference makers. And I thought we did a good job with that last <coughs> night. St. Louis, these games, we're in them, we're in and, and And we just gotta find a way to make the one more play. Uh, last night's a good example, it's 2-2. We have a two-on-one with Nick Waugh. We have a two-on-one with Stony and Ammo. We have a breakaway with, you know what I mean? And they found a way to score on, on kind of a fortunate odd man rush play, but you know, that becomes a okay. difference a lot of nights. And doesn't matter where you play the first you know a second place team in LA or a team down in the standings like Anaheim I just think you're going to see a lot of that with guys out where we have to make the plays that make the difference at crunch time no matter who we play and the games we've won we've been able to do it against Arizona St. Louis Uh, the games we didn't we couldn't quite finish against Buffalo's and the Islanders and I think that's what we're up against a little bit now there's there's going to be no easy games not that there are in this league anyway but uh, when you're missing difference makers it's it's smart situational hockey, I guess, is one of the areas we talk about and make sure we don't beat ourselves in, you know, when those, those situations present themselves.
1: Uh, one final thought on this. If you were going to handicap this game, knowing where Anaheim is in the standings, mm-hmm. still single digits in victories, but a lot of talent, they'll get the number one goaltender back, John Gibson, uh, after missing the last four games. He's going to start tonight. Counter that with Vegas. First place, but dealing with injuries. How do you see it?
2: Goodness gracious. I, I It's hard. I don't know. I, I mean it can go a lot of different ways. I I'd like to say that I think the Golden Knights put in a, a similar type of game plan as to what they had last night in Los Angeles. I, I think the Golden Knights can play as as Bruce Cassidy just said, a, a smart situational game. And I think if they do that, they'll overwhelm the Anaheim Ducks, who, you know, again is, is a team that is not particularly good and their record indicates that so I'd like to believe it's going to be an easy win for the Golden Knights but I don't know that there are easy wins when you're missing the the players that, that are missing right now out of the lineup
1: uh, perfectly said. We're going to take a break. One-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League are coming up. Tickets. But first, uh, let's yes. give away some tickets. Don't uh, don't worry oh. there, buddy. Well, listen, I we, we, got we forgot
0: it. to give them he a podcast yes I know. I'm so was, about he was it. He yeah. angry.
1: He was angry. And I was getting there. It was the one time I was actually getting there. Um, <laughs> uh, we have uh, tickets to so the LA Kings. So next week weekend next Saturday uh, not uh, New Year's weekend uh, but it's uh, part of that homestand so we've got a couple pairs of tickets we'll give away one right now at 702-876-1340 call in number 15 get to those tickets two tickets to see that and if you don't win stay with us because we've got another chance uh, to come uh, one-timers news and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> Maybe a two-on-one.
0: Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show.
1: Let's start at the World Junior Hockey Championship and just give you an update. Uh, mm-hmm. Team USA suffered a loss today against Slovakia. They're one-on-one. Uh, Team USA weren't actually very good in the first game, neither, but had a really strong third period. Uh, that's an upset uh, to tell you about, but from a BGK standpoint, uh, several prospects uh, in the tournament, uh, Jacob Rabinic is uh, right now with uh, with a couple of points uh, for the Czechia team, uh, Czech Republic, but they're known as Czechia, uh, and uh, Matthias uh, Savovalov, uh, four assists so far this year. He entered the day. Yep. Second in tournament scoring, uh, that has since uh, been knocked down due to the fact that Connor Bedard, the consensus first overall pick in the 2023 draft, has exploded for a six-point game in Canada's contest against Germany. Three goals and three assists, but um, some good performances by VGK prospects and Carl Lindbom. Uh, goaltender, uh, Vegas draft pick is two zero for Sweden in that, and has not allowed a goal, including a one nothing shutout yesterday. So uh, a big perform. One of his shutouts was eleven nothing. The other one was one zip. So polar opposites, uh, and it's probably harder to be have the shutout in the eleven nothing game because it's wide open. But uh, but a strong performance uh, there by the Golden Knight prospects.
2: Yeah, you, you know you're 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 right to point that out. But as far as Connor Bedard goes, see what happens when you're not focused on Michigan goals. You you score yeah. three, you add three helpers. Like everyone on on Sports Talk Radio in Canada was right, I guess.
1: There was a lot of hubbub about uh, Team Canada <laughs> trying a couple of Michigans early in their game against Czechia, and then ended up losing. That they were too focused on being showboats mm-hmm. instead of scoring goals. Uh, Connor Bedard can do whatever the hell he wants <laughs> at any time and should not be criticized, all right? Uh, anybody else, maybe maybe uh, you'd like to make a, a different play, but Connor Bedard is the best player on the planet for his yeah. age, and yeah. uh, yes, a give him, give them the opportunity Zach Dean did not play for Canada today uh, he's serving the one-game suspension for the match penalty that uh, he occurred the Vegas Golden Knight draft pick uh, incurred uh, in that loss against Czechia so there's the update from the World Junior Hockey Championship I want to tell you that there's some uh, fine action taking place in the NHL and it all centers on the Toronto Maple Leafs we we spent some time yesterday discussing how unique that day is on the National Hockey League calendar, <laughs> December twenty yeah. seventh, yeah. because all teams that are visiting clubs have to travel on the day that they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement says no. You you can't uh, you can't go the night before like everything else. You get the players get their mandatory three days off and. It's different, it's uh, unique, it happens one time a year, but the National Hockey League goes with it to allow the players the maximum amount during their Christmas break. Toronto played in St. Louis yesterday. Mm -hmm. They traveled on Boxing Day, the 26th. They violated that rule. (laughs) I I can't believe they did it. Here's the thing. They were, they were, and they were fined one hundred thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, by yeah. the
1: National Hockey League.
2: Yeah, uh, that'll really teach them.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a team that says we don't care <laughs> yes. about your rules. We're yeah. going to do whatever we want. Yeah. And that's that's wrong, quite honestly. A hundred thousand dollars—that's as steep of a fine as you're going to get in this sport.
2: Yeah. I don't well, think they, don't care. No, they they're, don't care. No, they're the richest matter. team in yeah. the league. Doesn't matter to them.
1: Uh, the other fine... There's two fines to Toronto today. Yeah, yeah. The other one was to uh, head coach Sheldon Keefe for uh, not being very nice to the officials. He was handed <laughs> a $25,000 fine yeah. uh, for comments that he made towards the officials or actions he made towards the officials in a 5-4 overtime win for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. So is... Is $100,000 worth it for the Toronto Maple Leafs to win that game yesterday in overtime?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, like, I don't think that, you know, a game at the end of December against the St. Louis Blues really matters all that much to the Toronto Maple Leafs bottom line this season. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be, you know, a team that that you know the regular season just doesn't absolutely matter for at all. Um, but I, I think that this is more a message that the Toronto Maple Leafs don't care about your collective bargaining agreement. They
1: had to know that it was going to get out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: like obviously. Like they, they didn't care. Nobody was doing the, hey, you're sworn to secrecy here yeah, yeah. with all the players and the sports staff and everybody. I just think it puts a really bad spot for the players. Sure. What, like, what if you don't want to go? What if you have other plans? Uh, you, oh, yeah. you, you're trying to maximize your time. What if you're a bubble player?
2: Yeah. Uh, you're going to say, no, I'm well, not they- going? They flew out what at like ten thirty, right? Yeah. Eastern time. Yeah. So like to me I'm looking at that and saying, competitive advantage, okay, I'm trying to gain it. The flight leaves at twelve oh one. Twelve oh one. Like it's not a super long flight from Toronto to St. Louis.
1: But even uh, that that's a violation like I would still find you for that. But it, if,
2: if, if the you language, left after
1: mid if you left after midnight, I'd still fine you for ah, that.
2: Yeah, it's the twenty seventh, Darren.
1: I know, I'd still I'd still whack you
2: it's it's a it's a verbiage thing. Like you're,
1: I'm not a you're, lawyer. Your semantics, right there.
0: 100%. How could you whack them, though? If, if as long as if, it's within if, if it's the it's the, 27. Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, I can do whatever the hell I want. Okay. No, no, no. You, in right.
0: this instance,
2: you can. You but can't. I, yeah. I, my my point my point is like I, I get it. I think that the the Leafs knew exactly what they were doing, and if they wanted to be quote unquote sneaky about it or get away with it in terms of not having to have a fine levied on them, wait mm. until 12:01.
1: And they're flying against the clock, so they're gaining two hours. Yeah. So they're leaving at ten. They're really leaving at eight. They're getting in at ten. Uh, they're getting uh, like sl- they, they, they they even leaving late. They still skirted the rules, and it was uh, it was wrong. I'm upset about it.
2: How
0: upset, upset. are you?
1: Uh, I, I'm about to file a protest. Are you
0: are upset you, enough are- to give away another pair of tickets?
2: Oh, yes. That's a good segue, but that's not where I was going to go.
0: What? Uh, where were you going to go?
2: Are you upset enough to like hold on to this grudge until the Leafs win the President's Trophy and lose in seven games in the first round?
1: Oh I, I, I fully expect uh, <laughs> the chaos to continue with the first round. But I am on record that yeah. they will win the President's trophy and maybe maybe I shouldn't be mad because this might be what puts them over oh. the top and earns earns that President's Trophy victory. I it just it's the idea that anybody can thinks that they can do whatever they want.
2: I mean, I feel like to a degree you can, yeah. especially yeah. if, like, the only recourse is a fine. Like, start docking them draft picks or something. Like, yes. if, it's that, if it's that important, then levy right. levy a harsher punishment.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have one more ticket, uh, pair of tickets to give. You know
2: what I'm going to do right now? Okay. No, I don't, but okay.
1: I'm going to throw in an extra pair of tickets. Oh, so we have you. two pairs of tickets right now to the L.A. game. Next Saturday, two pairs of tickets, caller number nine, and then caller number 29. All right, that'll give Chapman some time to take down the first uh, bit of information and then get to caller number 29. 702 876 1340. We'll come back with catching up with Chapman if he's still with us after the break on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher! Hi, Darren. Hey,
1: buddy. Uh, question: How did that work out for you? The way I spread those out?
0: Uh, a little, little tight on time, but it yeah, worked. Yeah, a little tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked. We got, we got our winners, Miles and Paul, both first-time winners. Uh, so no uh, way. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah so uh, good and, job. And uh, Scott, who won the first set of tickets, was also a first-time winner. So. Uh,
1: yeah. And yet, somehow, Mike, who calls in every day, <laughs> can't get through for tickets. Like Jeez. It's it's insane. And I've tried to work it nine ways to Sunday you, for you Mike to, to do it, and we can't get him to win, And which tells you we're not fixing it. We're yeah, just trying okay. to help him.
2: Well, you need to have it be caller number one.
0: <laughs> right. Good point. Well, we don't want to do that.
2: Well, I agree with you. I'm just saying. Like, it's clearly the problem.
0: But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I guess I'm I'm, I'm kind of running short on time. So that I guess that's the catching up <laughs> with Chapman for today. So how <laughs> much time do we have? Uh, well, I start the music to send us out in about ten seconds. So oh, so a minute yeah. and ten seconds then. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh,
2: Look at that math on the fly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Here we go. See, I just started the music, so we got we got a minute.
2: <laughs> Chapman, like, what- how do you feel about Christmas music?
0: You know what? We're we're cool for a few more days. Chapman. And, and then once Friday, once Saturday night comes, I don't want to hear it until next year after what's Thanksgiving. The,
1: uh, what's the minimum amount of time you require to get a catching up with Chapman?
0: Well, it, in? it it depends on what the specific subject is. What, what did up you need is. today? Uh well I was just gonna say that we needed to start a a um a campaign to get Chandler Stevenson into the All Star game.
1: I know. I agree. There it is. Catching so, up with yeah. Chapman. Like, like, what definitely. are you complaining about? You got that in <laughs> in seven seconds. Well, you know, I
0: mean, I, I I, think Chandler deserves a little more than seven seconds from Chapman pumping <laughs> him up.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> we, we continue to expose Chapman on a daily basis <laughs> on this program. <laughs> <laughs> Not be enlightened by him, but expose
0: Chapman. Enlightened is good.
1: The pregame show with Ryan Wallace is up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.